how are your levels? I don't know, man. There I am. Chris, can you talk? Uh, yeah. Am I? I don't know. I don't. I'm not very good at judging sound quality. Where are you gonna? Is this how close you want to be to the microphone? Yeah. Sit, sit yeah. comfortably. Okay, hold on. Sit how you want to be can comfortable. I hold it in my hand, dude. Go for it, dude. The whole time, dude. You're such a oh, fucking sh- badass. Oh, sh- this has never happened before. No, no. I love it. I love it. I'm this feels do natural it for me. I'm gonna do it myself. Oh Uh-oh. my god. Yo. Oh my god. <laughs> are you about? To, are you both? of you guys are about to start rapping. What's yeah, about to happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happens and when I hold a microphone. I can't help I it. I put that's it what back. We're here for. Yeah. I put it back. I gotta flip through. I gotta flip through pages. This is this is the rapping movie podcast. Yo, we that just watched is a bummer. Ikiru. Stop it. Who you know me, you know who. We, we just watched sure it this, this from 1952. Done by Akira Kurosawa, yo. That, that didn't rhyme. rhyme. <laughs> that last part didn't rhyme. It's pretty good though. Doesn't always have to rhyme. It, was, it was okay. Doesn't always have to rhyme. That's right. It's an abstract poem. Like Eminem says, orange, blorange, corange, orange. He has a bunch of words that rhyme with yeah. orange. That's just, that, I feel like he man. just had to prove that he could rhyme stuff with orange. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> like he, door hinge. He That's make, as close as I can get. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't make a very strong case for himself. He didn't. He <laughs> no. just made up words. Chris, do you do stand up? He's holding that microphone. Like he, <laughs> he's got. I he's don't. Like, I did. I, I did a couple of open mics like two years ago. Because you just. I don't took, know why you don't. You just do took the, our tiny little mic stand on the table and like put your hand on it. Like you, you set were, it aside a little like bit. You were, like you yeah. Stand up comics. And then you were like, it's like this table was a micro stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. And then you were leaning on it like you were you a giant thing. doing stand up. Exactly. Should, You're maybe, flipping through a tiny ass notepad <laughs> on a little sit bench. On the stool. <laughs> do full on no, I think you need to stand can you, up. Can you, can, you do a, can you do a tight 10 on Ikiru? Ooh. Yeah, I can. Uh, this will be hilarious. Y'all ever think about <laughs> death <laughs> and what it means to live? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that laugh track was great. That's, yeah, that's me. That's me laughing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. And tonight, we have a very, very special guest. Keller, why don't you let everybody know who we have on the show tonight and what they are doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, we have a podcast, Mm -hmm. and the the premise is like people come over and they watch movies, and Mm -hmm. we talk about them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we had to book somebody for this week. True, (laughs) true. And uh, I did this cool thing where I walked around a party, and I was like, dude, pick a fucking movie to do on my podcast. You got about a quarter of our yearly guests from this this party. I did. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Smart move. It's an asshole thing to do mm. but i feel like i knew all these people well enough that mm-hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal and if you didn't good icebreaker you're like hey do you they're wanna... all they all came on yeah. the podcast <laughs> and none of them seemed that upset about it <laughs> chris how do you feel right now i feel great okay good we just watched akira and he's feel good you you do live far away from every one of true, our friends true i made mm. sure of it yeah i made that's, sure of it that's really nice of all of your friends to come out then it that's really is cool. so that 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 is the thing but i'm sorry it's fine I'm and chilling. Man. I enjoyed the the drive. And it's okay. late it night. Good. And it's late and night. It's, it is. Who do we have? Chris who? Who's on the podcast tonight? Uh, I know him from when I worked at Meltdown and he worked at Meltdown mm-hmm. in the comics shop. Yeah. And uh, You worked at Meltdown Comics? I did. I worked there for a year and a half. That's awesome. Yeah, I worked the counter. Oh my god. We prob- you probably probably sold guy. me comics at some point. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. likely. What would you usually buy? Guys, Chris Saldana is the one who sells oh, yeah. character comics. Yes. Chris Saldana is here. Uh, I he's know, great. I, I, I love him. And he's a good friend You didn't have a pool box, did you? I did not. Thanks, I, Keller. I just had to finish my introduction. Yeah. I love you, Keller. Very I love nice. you, too. 
I love you too, Keller. Oh my God. You don't have to say it back. Uh, Hector, I love you. I don't normally have a pull list, a pull list. Uh, and what I typically tend to do if I'm buying comics, we'll just divert this for a second because Chris and I got to talk shop. Oh sure. Um, what I tend to do is I'll, I really will get like the big up and coming whatevers. I'll check them out. Issue one. And is that the meltdown cricket? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get out of here, Jiminy. Well, you should get Sorry. Spider-Man this week. Um, that was good. I'll get, uh, a, and if it's a good issue one, I'm not really, I've, I've turned into a, I wait until the book is out. I can't do single yeah. issues anymore. Trade. But I will test a series out or an event or a big, you know, whatever to do. And if the issue one is good, I put it up on my, you saw my comic book racks in my yeah, room. Yeah, that was crazy. I'll put them on my rack. It's set up like a comic book store. It's set up like a comic book store. And I'll be like, okay, I know that I like this. So this is a reminder, like a physical reminder that like Deep in six, yeah, six months when the book comes out, like let me let me go to a Barnes and Noble. Let me go, you know, maybe Are you check it out digitally. To, or month to month right now is the, it week to week month no to month? the only thing i was doing Any month to month sort? the only book i would i would buy Maybe month Barnes to month midnight uh <laughs> they don't do that no 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 uh it was robert kirkman's invincible but it ended earlier this oh, year yeah. oh that's the last that's one right. he did my favorite series of all time really and i of still time. i still have not read the last issue well Sonny, even, before we even that. get into it chris favorite mm-hmm. series of all time favorite series of all time yeah oh god damn that's hard okay. what are you reading now uh, or, I'm, or not, I'm not reading anything now which is, is a right. bummer Hector's i'm so, gonna give you a bunch it's of stuff so hard yeah I'll, I'll take it i mean what i've really liked in the last couple of years is um scott snyder's batman i know that's a, that's like a but it's good yeah it's it's a fucking great it's great like, batman and i'm not even somebody who uh am like a hardcore diehard i gotta read every iteration of batman yeah guy. like i'll read like the biggins mm-hmm. you know kind of jumping around and i'll read the big ones and as far as like a monthly series goes it is a it is an awesome run yeah you know and i think people years from now people are gonna look back and go because it, it also came out at a time when like when the when dc comics rebooted everything and everybody everybody was trying all the number ones yeah most people there's a lot of people that didn't read comics that jumped on then, and of course they're going to do Batman because he's the most popular character. But like, those are great comics, yeah. and I'm glad yeah, yeah. I'm glad they jumped on that. They're very very good. And I remember I remember reading that and being like, "Whoa, this is going to be a really really great Batman series mm-hmm. story." I remember mm-hmm. Scott Snyder wrote Swamp Thing, and then mm-hmm. there was also Animal Man back in mm-hmm. the day, um, by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, all those books were were so. So, so good. Have you done any of the Tom King Batman? I haven't. Okay. I'm a little scared. Okay. Yeah. I'm Dude, not... do you want to borrow one? I got volume yeah, one sure. of his I'll, shit in there I'll take in my one. room. Yeah. Right, I'll let you borrow it. Hell yeah. I liked it, but uh, it's it's a little different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little different. Something that I have been getting into lately is Junji Ito. Mm, I don't know what that is. Is it's, that manga? It's horror manga. Oh. Ooh, it's so good. Uzumaki and... Uh, Death Note? No, no. I mean, that is horror manga. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever. Good I, was, job, Hector. Yeah. That, you know what, Chris? If, if that I want to point connection. out, you made it. Yes, I want to point out, Chris was a good nerd because yeah. at first he scoffed at me, but then he was like, "No, okay, I'll give you that." That was, he, at first he was like, "Huh." No, not, no, okay, you're right. Okay, you're right. you got the genre I mean, right. You are, you are stupid for not knowing that. <laughs> fair, fair. Like, read a manga, dude. But it was like an educated <laughs> guess. It was like yeah. a, no, yeah. not really. Um, that's cool. That's dope. Uh, yeah. I just read for the. F- I started reading for the first time um, the old from the seventies Lone Wolf and Cub manga, oh, yeah. which is mind blowing. It's so good. And then we watched the movie. Do you remember? We yes, watched the- and it's very good. We so, watched one of the movies. So fun. Is that on the list? No, no it should no? be. I don't think so. It I would. Be. I would put it on there. But Me too. Those movies are so fucking not, nuts. Not a lot of room on this list of five hundies, man. True, and but I don't know if that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know if samurai films are well I know represented. represented. There are true, no true. samurai films in this Seven list. Seven samurai okay. is on this right. list. Yeah. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kurosawa's got like five or something. What about Tom Cruise's yeah. The Last Samurai? Uh, I think it is number <sighs> six or I think, something. Yeah, yeah sixth yeah, greatest it's way film up there, of all time. Absolutely. I think Tom Cruise Absolutely. really has the top ten staked out. <laughs> yeah, Who, pretty much. Is there an actor in here? Have you, have you, are you that in depth on this list that mm. an actor that shows up more than anyone else? We haven't done that yet. Oh, no. We we've haven't done, we done know it. like directors that have showed up more. Yeah. Than have we? Hitchcock have, is the most, I think. Hitchcock? I don't think we've gotten And Kurosawa might even be second. I'll tell you what right now. We've gotten certainly repeat actors we've had three johnny depp movies at least okay i think um, he even might be the most recurrent uh, right now we got a lot of brad pitt too don't we we got some brad pitt we got oceans 11 uh what else is he in um does he no he doesn't do a voice in princess mononoke christian bale's technically in that um mm. let's oh, see oh yeah that's true we got one hugh jackman mark hamill shows up in the big red one um yeah, like we like when you look at this small list, this blue list of movies that we've done so far, about forty so movies. Yeah, doesn't seem like a lot. This has been our entire twenty eighteen, like Jeez. up to this point. Brad Pitt is the most recurring, though. I'm pretty sure. Twelve Monkeys and Snatch was in two weeks in a row. And Ocean's mm. Eleven. Yeah, we had Twelve Monkeys and Snatch. Uh, probably um, seven on there. I'm. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. I think it is, but we haven't gotten to it yet. No. But uh, is and Guillermo then, on this list? Oh, dude. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. He has to be. He, he better be. be. Pan's gonna, Labyrinth is for sure on this list, I think. I'm going to throw up. I'm fairly positive bit. Pan's Labyrinth is. I don't know if anything else is. Yeah, though. one. It's just, it's, pa- just pans. it's just Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. El Labyrinto del Fama. Uh, you got it. That's you, fair. You yeah, no, it's agree. good. No, yeah. I want that to be on the list, but Devil's if Backbone. If one of them is going yeah. to be yeah. on the list, yeah. it makes sense that that's I, the one. Yeah, either Devil's, is Devil's Backbone, Backbone in Spanish? El Espinazo del Diablo. That probably Actually, it's in Spanish from like Spain, so it's technically pronounced El Espinazo del Diablo. You gotta get that lisp in there. Gotta get that lisp in there. Mi corazón. Vosotros. Ibiza. 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 Spain. España. Barcelona. 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 (laughs) Gracias. Barcelona. Gracias, Chris. That is how you pronounce it. <laughs> to anybody listening in Spain, uh, fucking don't be arrogant. Whatever. I'm going to knock you down a peg because I'm a Mexican guy. And the yeah. whole the whole deal between Mexican. Are you Mexican, Chris? I'm Mexican. You got some Mexican in you? So, okay. I'm half Mexican, quarter Guatemalan, quarter Salvadorian. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. Yep. Um, so I'm what? The whole <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing what? I'm just playing a what? I don't fucking know all that other shit. Uh, uh, that's the, in case anybody's listening and doesn't know that one of the interesting relationships between Spanish people and Mexican people, and I'm sure most people in Spain are lovely, as in most people in Mexico are lovely. But one of the interesting things in that relationship is Mexican people feel as though. Spanish people are arrogant, yeah, and Spanish people feel as though they're better than Mexicans. Right, it's this weird. I don't think it's even that deep seated well, between like, like British people British and people, Americans. Yeah, yeah, but even then, I feel like I feel like British people are more embarrassed to be snobby. Does that make sense? British people are more embarrassed to act better than Americans, but I don't think Spanish people are embarrassed to act better than Mexicans. Like to like to like to act, you know, better than. Okay. H- higher status than Mexicans. They're because less passive with their uh, yes. snootiness? Yes. Latin okay. America and Spain and um, Spanish-speaking countries have a lot of status 
like deeply mm-hmm. entrenched. Yeah, it's like, weird. Like social status. I mean, status. I imagine it has to do with the conquistadors yeah. and them yeah. coming over and raping us and pillaging us. <laughs> oh, and yeah, that probably has uh, Forcing religion on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, was thinking mm-hmm. about that. I was thinking about that the other day, not to get on a crazy tangent, but... Catholicism? Yeah, Catholic, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about Catholicism. You were thinking about I was, Catholicism? I was, I was watching a documentary on Mexico. Oh, it was a new chef's table. Um, Ooh, yeah. New I, season. I watched that first Netflix. episode. Is that the one you're yeah, talking that's about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, yeah. I was thinking, like, look at these people praying mm. to God, um, and all. This was forced on us. Mm-hmm. The, Especially this, since yeah. she's talking about like these recipes have been passed down for thousands of right, years, so right. they, it predates like mm. the uh, religion, the, the yeah, religion exactly. that has mm-hmm. been brought over. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's so. It's it was not that specifically Chef's Table made me think of that, but I just sort of had that revelation watching that. But yeah, it's so weird to think about. Yeah. You know, because also in that episode when she does like a Mayan going, ritual, yeah. and I was thinking about that. That Mayan ritual predates any any of you know those mm-hmm. Mayan traditions and Aztec traditions predate all of this religion. Where did that go, and why do Mexican why are Mexican people still practicing this religion? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This and it's passed down like word of mouth yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. what's bonkers. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I um yeah I went to I visited Mexico. Uh, earlier, no, actually, l- uh, earlier this year or late last year, I'm trying to remember. Whenever Coco came out on DVD, I feel like it was this year, like March or something, April, and we visited some, um, some like uh, um, Zapotec like ruins and stuff, and yeah. you get that feeling of like, oh damn, this at uh, this this predates any European yeah. influence period into yeah. this land, and it's bonkers and it's nuts. It's it's so wild to think about all yeah. of that culture is just yeah. word of mouth now. It's completely yeah. imagine if we hadn't been conquered. Yeah, right. It's, and where it, we'd be? It would be Wakanda. Uh, yeah. well, it'd be whoa, the country you're of Wakanda. Right. <laughs> We would have, yeah. again, flying airships. Well, they just like, <laughs> I don't remember where it was exactly, but they just like used 3D mapping from a helicopter mm-hmm. to see like this massive city in a jungle that's mm-hmm. been hidden I, I heard forever about that. that's like bigger than Manhattan or Los Angeles. What? Actually. What? Yeah. Yeah, man. The problem is with Black Panther, and, and I love that movie and I love Black Panther comics. The problem is, is that if anybody else tries to do that with another culture, it'll just be ripping off Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like we, like we, like we can't. Yeah, but there, that stuff's know. in literature all True. over the place it anyway. Is. But if there was a movie that came out where it's like, what if the Mexicans weren't conquered? It's it, it would be Black Panther, but it would be Brown Panther. So you need to get a you know, if Marvel wants to do a Mexican superhero, I'm saying they got to do like a Mexican American guy. They got to give Michael Pena a suit and give him his own movie. Yeah, yes. he needs his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Michael Pena is the movie. best part of those movies? <laughs> he is. He's God. the best part of any movie he's in. We yes. had to watch Crash. Yes, we did oh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, it's a bad movie. Have you guys, but seen, have you guys seen End of Watch? Not yet. I have not it's seen Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, oh, yeah, it's oh, so, so good. good. Oh yeah, that he's, movie's great. Have you seen Observe and Report? Yes. Michael Pena is hysterical. I forgot who was in that movie. He's hysterical. Keller, we have to watch it when I get back. Is it because good it or is, is it just funny? It's, it's fine. It's fine, but Michael Pena commits to this character so hard that you will like be amazed it's him like that is the movie that maybe because before that movie he was in like world trade center and crash and all these like drama dramatic yeah. movies where i was like wow this guy's a great actor this is awesome great mexican actor that's good for him saw his comedic dude chops. he he is able to hang in there with and kind of surpass seth rogan for his character seth rogan doesn't play even exactly. a character right but even then like seth rogan's like the headliner and an Aunt anna ferris is in it and she's super funny and the movie's really fucked ray, up ray liotta yeah ray liotta's in it really Uh oh. i think that's Uh-oh. just my headphones it is we'll, okay we'll cool get you back we'll get you back can yeah. you hear yeah yes. i can hear um thank you 
Anyway, you guys, got, if you haven't seen it yet, watch Observer Report, but just a heads up. I think I've talked about it on this podcast what before. What movie it's are we talking up. about? It's messed up. Tonight? Yeah. Keller, let us know. Should we do that? Yes, we should. Should we get into that part? Let's get into it. All right. Uh, okay, here's the deal, Chris. Okay. Yeah. We have one of two traditions, and okay. I'm going to break both of them down for you right now. The first tradition, we're about to experience it. Keller is going to read what movie we're talking about out of the magazine that we're going off of from this list. Right. The second tradition... Here's where you come in. All right. By the end of this episode, you need to let Keller and I know what movie you would pick to exist on a new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. It could be any movie that you want. It could be your favorite movie. It could be the movie we'll watch tonight. Uh-huh. If you feel that that movie deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest, I'm okay. going to really briefly show you some of the previous picks of our guests. These are some of those movies now. Iron Giant, yep. Hot Rod, Hot Rod, ooh. Blade. Fish Tank, Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Children of Men not on this list? It, it is. is on the okay, list. Yeah, but on it's list. like a, anybody, you can pick any movie ever. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So if you wanted to, you know, transfer over the movie we saw tonight, fair, because you're like, hey, I want it to stay. Two weeks ago, we had our buddy Adam come and talk about Halloween, and he was like, I got to pick Halloween because he fucking loves That's that movie. That's the only yeah. person to do that so far. So though. far. So it can be any movie, it can be something. In that you saw that came out last week, it can be the oldest movie ever made. It doesn't matter. So by the end of the podcast, let us know, and we'll attach it to our new list that we're formulating. And like I said, back to the first tradition, Keller, give us that stuffy British guy voice from Empire Magazine 2008. What movie are we talking about tonight? 459 Ikiru. Good Lord. 1952. What? (laughs) <laughs> What's wrong, Chris? Nothing. Continue. <laughs> Director Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> a dying man tries to get a playground built. Man, why... Spoil it. Why right up top? Yeah, and yeah. Akira Kurosawa demonstrates his range by segueing from acidic dissection of Japanese office workaholism to understated, uplifting tragedy. If you don't cry at the end, you need a new heart <laughs> first question chris did you cry at the end of this movie i did i teared up yeah, yeah. Show. yeah. Man, it wasn't full-on crying but i did yeah. I, that yeah. snow falling through that jungle that was man. wild that, that, so I, fucking that was an amazing when shot we, when we cut to that shot and we chelsea knew it was said, coming and chelsea said oh my god instant chills. and she's like i got chills i was like no i got chills too yeah me too it was really good yeah um that was a perfect way to end his sort of i mean at least that act yeah mm-hmm. yeah Mm. Chris, give us your overall thoughts. What did you think of this movie, Ikido? You've never seen it. No. Ikido. You watched it tonight. I don't know how to pronounce it. What did you think I- overall Ikido. thoughts? Um, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was very sad. Uh, I love that we got to see his journey. Uh, I His journey through... He finds out... I mean, we're spoilers, right? Yeah. Dude, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He finds out he has stomach <laughs> cancer. First of all, it pissed me off that that doctor did not tell me it's stomach cancer. Told me it's a fucking oh, yeah. ulcer. Yeah, it I only, need to know what medicine was like in the fifties yeah. in Japan. Mm-hmm. It only like, was it a social thing? Like was it like a bureaucratic socialist mm-hmm. medical system or, in which like, or it could have also been a cultural norm to not tell people when they're terminal to just kind of let them. You yeah. know, because it's too, Man, maybe it's yeah. too much. It could have been a cultural norm. That's the fascinating thing. Or just thing. like, I just like, we're not going to spend the money to fucking save this old Yeah, dude. man. Could have been any one of those things. And that's what's so interesting about watching all of the foreign films that we've seen on this list so far. And like, we're going to keep seeing them is that we just get to see what it was like in Japan in the 50s. Is you this know? the right. saddest but movie we've seen? One of them. I think it might be 
the genuinely saddest. The saddest. One. Uh, so that was your first bone to pick, Chris. Is that Doctor didn't tell dude? Yeah, the, I think there was a lot of stuff in here that really upset me. But to see his journey, yeah, it only strengthens my distrust in medicine and the whole <laughs> medical practice and <laughs> that whole fucking insurance racket. I fucking mm-hmm. hate it. Pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, but. I, to see his journey from when he finds out that he has cancer, mm-hmm. you know, to know that he's been dealing with this sickness all his life until he gets it, you know, quote unquote diagnosed. And then to see by a dude to in the see, waiting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By a dude in the waiting room. Yeah, exactly. And then to see him go on this bender mm-hmm. of just drinking and going out and having a, a night of like just pure debauchery. And then and then sort of you sort of see the stages of his sort of like. What the you just fuck yeah. What the do? fuck is going? What do I do? How do I deal with this? You see him. You see him just go complete full debauchery. Then you see him uh, hanging out with. I believe her name is Toyo. Uh huh. Yeah. I think uh, so. Hanging out with Toyo and and understanding the happier side of life, the more joyful side of life, the more uh, giving side of life, and um, that was beautiful to see that. And then you sort of see him have to deal with his son, and then you see him fucking die. And then you, I think the most, the biggest part, that's the, the the most interesting part for me was his wake. Oh, yeah. I think that was the craziest part of this movie as far as people commenting on his life, commenting on what he did, what mm-hmm. he didn't do, uh, sort of coming to this realization that he was this amazing man, but only through... There's looking through it at you know this lens of cynicism, and then mm-hmm. also everyone just getting drunk, and then it was just it was it was crazy. It was very so well written, like well written, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. well written, uh, thoughtful, mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. I thought it really moved me. Uh, I think there's a whole lesson in there that bureaucracy bureaucracy is total bullshit yes yeah there's so much fucking red tape yep um and for this man who who had nothing to lose basically at the end to do what he did Mm -hmm. to get this park built when and cut through all this red tape and even cut fucking stand up to the yakuza yeah yeah um organized crime was incredible i felt if i felt sort of meta in a way because i felt like i was those businessmen um at the wake Mm -hmm. sort of realizing like hey i can do this too i can do what what um what is what watanabe did yeah mr watanabe yeah Yeah. i can do what he did and i can make a difference just like he did yeah man um and that really stood out to me and then also just made me fucking furious when you see the next thing you know they cut to the next scene and they're all just the same (sighs) but it does show that guy almost do it and he doesn't but that park is a constant reminder to every single one of those motherfuckers right it's a monument it's a monument to him and his will what those people can do and should do yeah uh keller what were your overall thoughts i also loved this (laughs) yeah it's so good i'm glad i preemptively purchased it you did. You got it on yes. Criterion. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. came home and it was just on the table. And I was like, Keller, I am surprised. I thought that this was on Filmstruck, which it was, which yeah. is a service we have where you can stream like old movies and stuff. And what did you tell me? You were like, I wanted to buy this one. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want it to like skip out the entire time. Right. If we're doing it on Filmstruck because our yeah. internet is shitty. Not we that Filmstruck bad is bad. Mm. We have terrible internet. Yeah, it's it's bad really, really bad. It's but um, yeah, man, I this movie was a journey. Yeah. This movie was like surprising and it was, it, we were, I don't even remember Chris what we were talking about before the movie started, but 
some, it was something super um, topical, and then all of a sudden the movie started. Had the movie already started, and we paused it for I a think, second? I think we're just talking about I can't red remember, tape. I can't remember. Yeah, we were talking about Shin Godzilla. Oh, that's right. That's really that's really weird because we were wow. talking about Shin Godzilla and and all of the red tape and how that movie. So in case dealt anybody that, yeah. in case anybody hasn't seen Shin Godzilla, which is the most recent. Japanese production of a Godzilla movie. You need to. Oh, because you, you guys to. were just talking about yes. the camps and shit. We were talking about for... how, you know, Mexican kids are just in internment camps right now. And right. The and fr- they're just the, vote. The frustrating thing is like, people go, you want to change this? We got to vote in November. I'm like, there's kids there right now. Oh, and yeah. The numbers we were... have only been fucking going yeah. up insanely. Like That's four right. times and, as many. And because it's, it's legal somehow. And we they can't... keep throwing out numbers like, well, yeah. remember those kids we were talking about earlier? Yeah. Well, a lot of them are go home. Now it's 5,000. Yeah, it's kids. But they're you know, with their family, so it's, it's different. It's kids. Apparently. It's teenagers. It's kids. They don't have school. They're not getting medicine. Some of them are being sexually molested and stuff. I saw like, another story and it's for like, that today. It's like, yeah. can, can we not? Are we not mad enough yet to just mobilize and like, and like take over and like, like just like go and bust in an A team, like rescue children? Like we can't, we can't do that, right? That's not how that works. No. So everyone's saying, well, if you want things to change, vote in November, and we have to find politicians. What about no that are good between now and that will yeah. that will change us? Like we got to flip the house. It's like we got to fucking wait that lo- like that frustration. Then went into Shin Godzilla, which you brought up, Chris. Right, and it was funny because. I just I just want to give some background on this movie. Shin Godzilla, I'd heard about, I saw a trailer, I didn't know anything about it when it came out. Is it cuz it was hard to find in the US? Yeah, it was a, it was like a like, limited release. Limited release. Came out on like a yeah. DVD that you had to like order or whatever. Anyway, I finally got a, a copy of it and I watched it with my girlfriend. Abby lived in Japan for 6 years. She lived there during one of the tsunamis that hit. Oh. She explained to me, she said the movie Shin Godzilla is a direct response by those filmmakers, by the storytellers, to the frustration that happened after the tsunami because yeah. things were moving too slowly in Japan because bureaucracy, because red tape, before people could get helped. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. all they did, look, the same shit happened in the 50s with the first Godzilla, that it was a response to uh, the atomic bomb, to the horrors of what, what was happening to their country after World War II. So cut to these days and they're talking about the bureaucracy in Japan and the tsunami and the whole premise of Shin Godzilla is like Godzilla's attacking we all know what Godzilla is and people in Japan and and like the government is like slow to move they're like okay we're all in agreement that we have to go and do this and so observe this, this is Godzilla right everybody right. vote this is Godzilla right that sort of thing where it's just like people are dying like and he's going to keep attacking sort of a thing um so I think or that like Puerto when, Rico's been fucked for a yep, year. Right. Yep. And so that context when Flint Abby has no water. Yep. Abby explained that to me and it made me really under like it helped me understand Shin Godzilla and I was so impressed by it and frustrated. Shin and all Godzilla that stuff. Ever, it's a I think honestly it's required viewing. Yeah. I think you need to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, not only because like it's Godzilla. At the end of the movie yeah. 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 Well, I have, I have another movie in mind. But, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay. But like it's so crazy. That a movie we're watching from 1952, in black and white, Akira Kurosawa, it is so relevant to yeah, it's addressing all of those same it's issues. Such a fucking everything. bummer. It is. It's so it is. sad. It's very depressing. It is like here's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of a little bit of Parks and Recreation. Well, you said it reminds because, you because uh, Leslie Nope having a little to go bit. through all that red tape to yep. get her park built. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which man, was, you know, I just realized season yep. three or two of yeah. Parks and Recreation is Ikiru. It's Ikiru. Yeah, because um, she's dying. So yeah, that's <laughs> sad. That's a really yeah. sad. Yeah. Chris, Chris Traeger constantly <laughs> thinks that he's gonna you know try to live forever. Anyway, yeah. 
it reminded me of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Which was made 30 years before this. 30 years before this. Maybe and like 17. I think it was like made in like 35 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was made in 1935, and I this think. is 1952. I could be completely wrong. Um, and if any of you fuckers have anything to say about it, <laughs> write it in your journal. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is another movie that accurately describes how fucked Washington is, but also at the same time gives you hope for humanity. Uh, be, yeah. You know, it, it gives you that hope. And that's what this movie does. Is just that, one person can do so much. And can at least, and my takeaway now is, maybe in my younger years, I would have been naive and been like, one person can make a difference. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Yeah. Well, now you definitely like, learn more. Yes. Like, right. This movie almost has even, well, I don't know, in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, like they get all the kids to like go and yes. give out the newspaper. All and the stuff. letters, all the, so this, now my adult lesson is, no, no, no. It can take one person to mobilize people, but you need yeah. people mm-hmm. to get shit done. Yeah. But you can start with one person mobilizing, but you cannot do it by yourself. But then the other takeaway is... Don't get drunk in a way. Well, no, it's, I, I'm trying to articulate it in a way where it's like, the other, it's not too depressing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, he, he does mobilize and, and you see that there is a desire in these drunk businessmen at this wake to change mm-hmm. and to make change and to make positive change and be a force for good within their city hall mm-hmm. uh, but in the next scene you see that they are exactly the same mm-hmm. and so for me it, the takeaway is yeah one man can mobilize and yeah you need people but they it, you gotta change the system you gotta change the system you gotta change yeah, the system exactly. that's what we we're talking which about which is almost yeah. why the uh, well, the ending of that movie is perfect mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're still like, you see that motherfucker and you're like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing something? And then he goes and looks at the park and walks away sadly. And again, it's just like because he can't because he is a small fish in that pond. Right. You know, he, he is, he's just a worker and he can't fight through all that red tape. Whereas, as Watanabe did have that power because power, he was yeah. a chief. He because was, a, section I forgot chief. his name. Yeah, he was a yeah, section yeah. chief. Yeah. 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 But also just like a chief in his heart. Just like right, right. He the was chief, a chief. Yeah. The chief of his own True. destiny. Exactly. What's up, and, chief? And it was his day in the hot sun. So he got What was that actor's name? Glory day. Chief. Uh, the actor's yeah, chief. name? I'll look it up right now. But um, It's fucking great. That's yeah, what, he was super good. That's what we were talking about before we started. The actor's name is Takashi Shimura as Kanji Watanabe. Kanji. And Takashi was in... See, this is why I love doing this project because... What did we watch Crash last week? Mm-hmm. Last week I hated it. I'm like, this sucks. We have to watch shitty movies. And and even though Jay hanging out with Jay was great, but this week it's like we get to hang out with Chris, which is awesome. But this is a good fucking movie. We got to watch yeah. a good I, one. Even if it is a bummer and a half. And I haven't seen enough Kurosawa movies, so this is like the excuse. Takashi Shimura, this actor, he appeared in over 200 films between 1934 and 1981. He died in 1982. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. And he appeared in 21 of Kurosawa's 30 films, more Damn. than any other actor. And he was the lead actor in Drunken Angel in 1948, Rashomon in 1950, Ikaru in 1952, and then two years later in Seven Samurai in 1954. So it was a he, it was really great to watch this actor. He his performance was haunting. Yeah, it there was. there are shots in the beginning of that movie that are absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like when he's sitting when they turn on the lights and he's sitting in their mm-hmm. in their living room mm-hmm. when he's come, she's trying to come up the stairs and the lights crawling. go out when he throws up and he comes back to meet uh, who I've dubbed as Tom Waits in that Tom, movie yeah. when oh, he yeah. comes yeah. back to to meet him he uh, that smile on his face is just yeah just. It's yeah. terrifying. It's so scary. And, and the other the other thing I really like about it is that 
there is good acting human emotion happening, but there's also, again, cultural differences yeah. where Japanese people do different things than American people or Mexican people or, right. you know, other other cultures that I might be more familiar with. So to see the way that he conducts himself and to see Japanese people or react. at least react this this is what a Japanese person is when they're panicked. This is what a Japanese person is when they are um, reserving their emotion and right. they're still conveying, you know. So that was so – it's always so interesting to watch. Uh, and you could still t- – you could even if you don't speak the language, you can tell that guy's a good actor. That and he's just dropping a all of those barriers and like all those mm-hmm. pretenses that come with being in public. I don't know. The way you present yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just fucking staring yeah. and crying. All oh, the man. time. Yeah, very yeah. yeah. That those some of those scenes are gonna stay with me for a while. Yeah, I think. him mm-hmm. and Toyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two Toyo was the light of that film. She was. She was mm-hmm. amazing. She was so good. And I loved watching her. She was me just too. so her she face. just it permeated off of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She felt very modern. She felt like a young woman in the year twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. And Sick it's ni- nineteen fifty two. Yeah. And I and I kept having to remind myself, I'm like, dude, it's nineteen fifty two and this character is being allowed to be like, I'm bored. That's why I'm going to quit. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of insane mm-hmm. for number one, a woman to have that sort of agency, I guess, like to have this, like make that decision about her life. And she's like, I'm going to go do this. Cause I don't want to do that. And anymore. she like tracked him down. It's like, Hey, yeah. can you just sign this paper for can me? You, sign this, you know, I'll, I'll come to your, uh, I'll come to your house if you sign this thing for me. And then secondly, just with the work and business culture, very little of that I know of in Japan, I feel like that was also unheard of that. She was like, I'm going to quit because I'm bored by this job. Yeah. Which just seems super. You get a job, you keep it. Yeah, super disrespectful. Especially since 52, like World War II had ended seven Mm -hmm. years before this. Yeah, dude. How many of those dudes you think fought in World War II? Well, there's a thing where he's watching his son go off to World War II. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, man, that flashback of like, just like all the regrets that he had raising his son. Yeah. Now it just like, it, you guys, it takes 10 minutes to explain the father son dynamics. So goddamn effectively. That was one thing that really stuck with me too, is that we we never really got closure on that. No. And his son will never have closure on that relationship. You know, because that's life. There is complicated because I think that, uh, you know, you, in those flashbacks, you sort of see how, Kanji failed his son. You also, you see their relationship and, mm-hmm. and and the difficulties with that. But then mm-hmm. you also see in the beginning his son talking with his wife, talking about taking his money to buy a house, and and it just seems like his son couldn't give two shits about him. Yeah, and so it's but it's, then at the end, his son is very like remorseful and like re- right. He has a lot of regret about his dad not telling he's him. Angry that his he's dad angry. didn't tell him, and yeah. he's kind of right to feel that way. He tried to tell him, but he did try to tell him. So it's it's a really complex. And he turned and, it on him so and fast. It is a real like relationship. It's a real lesson, and it feels it feels like the characters in this film do learn the the right lessons even though the rest of his coworkers didn't do shit you know when they're at yeah. work but it was still like oh his son is like he has been affected by this yeah and to see people coming into his wake the women that were crying because he had got this park built right and he had to see this and be like oh my god people did really actually care about my dad and like, those were those those women were the people that knew him the least at least those the ones who, like, out of everyone in that room stuff. i know you the know they were the women that that those are the those are the people that knew him for the least amount of time and they cried the most and they cried the most they were you saw that they were truly impacted by his death whereas these other businessmen and his son they just seemed to want to be cynical to yeah. criticize him yeah to you know sh- 
put the blame off of themselves because that's really what it was that that you know i think they all felt guilty because mm-hmm. all those women saw mm-hmm. the same thing that all those dudes saw right they but saw, they, they yeah. just saw it through a different lens mm-hmm. entirely and through a cynical lens mm-hmm. right and those men didn't do anything about it mm-hmm. yeah you know those men try to stop him every step of the way trying to get that park built mm-hmm. and i imagine yeah that's gonna that's gonna give you some guilt for sure yeah i just i remember the the flashbacks with his son like you said, Keller, so summed up his, his relationship with his son in just a brief amount of time, which was like pretty incredible. Because if we didn't have that stuff, we would think that his son was just being a dick and that his and that the father but was no, just he's been a single dad couldn't get over it. Yeah. He thought he had to work yeah. his whole life to take care of his uh, son. Right. Therefore uh, neglecting his son. And then we had and therefore- Toyo call him out on that. And she was like, No, you, you can't blame all of your son for that though. Yeah, yeah. You know, that she's was like, pretty crazy. She's like, that my was mom, pretty crazy. She's like, I was my mom not gives me that, that shit. To happen yeah, at she's all. like, my mom gives me that shit all the time too. And I'm like, listen, I'm glad, she, I'm grateful she had me. But babies don't a- ask to get born. Yeah, like yeah. babies don't ask to, you know, to be born. So she was kind of basically saying like, you could take responsibility for your own life and your own life's decisions. Yeah, and that's you need gnarly. To. Yeah, that was wild you, because it is. But like, man, the dude's fucking wife died and just <laughs> true. Like, it's rough, and it's so hard to deal with so much. And I don't know what I don't know about. Japanese culture about you know what happens if you're a widower what's the appropriate thing to kind of do that one guy was like you're getting oily you better if I can get married quick yeah yeah Yeah. that was nuts it was it was it was really it's tragic they're gonna your kids are gonna bail on you as soon as they get married he was kind of right yeah yeah dude it seems like everything in this movie is sort of a a result of circumstance Uh and sort of you know can you know, Kanji wanted to provide for his son. His wife had died. He knew that he was going to be a single parent, so he needed to work. And I'm sure that a lot of people in our culture now, parents, yeah. single parents, can relate to that. It's like, I yeah. need to work. How else am I going to provide for my child? Uh, so he works, and he becomes this mummy, which is something that Toyo dubbed him as. Yeah. Uh, this mummy, this sort of like living dead uh, person, right? So, yeah. and even the narrator says, like, this guy's been dead for 20 years. And so you see that he's he's become this way out of necessity. He didn't mean to be this way. And mm-hmm. you saw that he wasn't that way because he was he would make an effort with the son. He would go to his baseball games. He would see him off on the train. So it's by necessity. So is the movie ultimately saying to its Japanese audience and maybe its audience around the world, even if this is you and it's your necessity, break out of it. Change the it's system. Like basically, like he yeah. had so much power to do good within the job mm-hmm. that he had. And still be happy. Yet he didn't. Even with right. that job. Doing so. He right? could have got that park built. Yeah. Before he had cancer. And even with he, that That nine, was sitting there the yeah, entire time. With that Monday through Friday, nine to five job, he could have been happier, quote unquote. He could have lived more life. Getting he could of have had stacks of papers. better relationship with his family. So it's it's this thing of like, yes, it's, it is all circumstance. But I think the, I just, it feels like a lesson for, for us, for me, is that was, that's the takeaway is that whatever restrictions um, Kanji Watanabe had, I have other restrictions in my life too. I right. have, we all have shit. We all have pay, yeah, bills to pay. More we all like have stuff. Use those restrictions. Yes. Learn from those restrictions. Yes. And still, basically and still live life. Find a way to. Ikiru. Yeah. yeah. Ikiru. To live. To, yeah. To live. That's what it oh means, god. right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah, he didn't I, live. He tried to live. Yeah. He tried to live by drinking. Mm-hmm. Or he tried to drown out his dying by drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he tried to live by going out on the town. He's like, this is what living is. That, that was apparently. wild. First of all, Party. that whole scene was incredibly. <laughs> it was. It was incredibly. It was incredible. This movie was two and a half hours long and I needed all of it. Yeah. Even it was, though yes. some of the shots were forever long. Yeah. Yes. And it's the, we saw the shot that we talked about in oh, the fountain. So here's the deal. 
Uh, I'm going to try to bring it up here. This was a really, really fun thing. Uh, I'm going to say... Mark Dave Christensen. We had an episode that came out on April 23rd of this year where we watched Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. Okay. And our guest, Mark Dave Christensen, great improviser, really great guy. He's got a new Hellboy podcast, by the way. Check that out. Oh, sick. Did you guys see that yeah. poster? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, he's stoked. I'm, stoked. And I'm it excited looks dope. about it. Yeah. So Mark Dave told us, like, there's a shot in The Fountain where Hugh Jackman learns of his wife's cancer. And he's so devastated. He walks out and it's in all silence. in color, but it's like, it's like the sound is like drowned out as he's walking across the city street and we pan with him. And then like, he There's almost even gets the sparks in the yeah, truck. Almost he almost gets, gets hit by a car and then the sound comes back and oh, yeah. just like Ikaru. And that was like, oh, wow. yeah, it's a, it's a great shot that, yeah, there's I mean, tons yeah, of great shots. I can imagine that so many people are take so many directors take from Kurosawa for sure. I'm fucking uh, swinging on that swing set. And I, oh, I said yeah. yes. this makes me want to watch Royal Tenenbaums. Yep. Right. Because yep. he's like dying of stomach cancer, Here, but not really dying of stomach cancer. Here's the thing I'm really, really movie. happy with, he too. He loves Kurosawa, too. Is Wes um, Anderson. Wes Anderson? Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. He's just, Kurosawa's so meticulous. Well, he's so, like, such a perfectionist, it seems like. I love like. dogs as Seven Samurai. So planned. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It's a love letter to that. Um, here's what I loved about this movie. At first, I felt cheated, and I was mad. At first, I was mad when we cut to... Uh, Watanabe's wake and Ooh, when yeah. we did Chris Ooh, you were the like way they you did were that. like what the fuck like because yeah. it was just all of a sudden like five months later he died and you were like whoa like yeah. it was nuts because yeah. the, the last thing you see before that wake shot before you see that he's dead he's like, him he's, deciding he's hanging, to he's get stoked. shit done he's like I'm gonna get this part built yeah he's like he's getting ready and we're there with him and then it cut and I felt cheated I'm so used to, to like movie rhythm and storytelling and films right. That I was expecting a, a like I'm like okay the I know music what, to pick yeah, up and there would yep. be a montage just a bunch of yes and just and start like again it's like Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness that movie is an hour and fifty five minutes of of dread and misery for five minutes of of joy where he gets the job at the end of that movie like I love that movie yeah <laughs> it's a great movie man really good acting dude that scene where again it's a gift now but when Will Smith gets the job and he's like yeah like crying with the, you know licking so his lips and. So good. So I was expecting like that. I'm like, I expected it to just be that straightforward narrative. We cut to the wake and I was, I felt cheated at first when all of a sudden the wake scene, the sort of third, that fourth, wake fifth is act, 12 whatever. Angry men. It's 12 angry men. It kept going. And by the end of it, everybody was drunk and like were, were profoundly affected by this guy's life. And we're admitting like bureaucracy and red tapes fucked up and we should do better. Now yeah. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better than they you. They didn't say any of that bullshit until after the deputy mayor had left. left the room. For sure. And just to see all the people come in and out. Because the reporter showed up and were like, uh, right. we yeah. heard that. Yeah, yeah the deputy Watanabe mayor was, try- was trying actually built to take credit for. Of course. The, the, for Watanabe's work. Because it was a success. It was he, a success, yeah. He gave yeah. correctly a campaign speech at yeah. the opening ceremony Fuck of politicians, the park that Watanabe. Yeah. Pretty I much think, yeah. all politicians. Fuck every single yeah. politician. When I, when I was five years old, I had a dream that I wanted to be president of the United States. And then pretty soon after that, I learned politicians were huge pieces of shit. So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I think I'd rather make You can't cartoons. be a good person and be mm-hmm. a politician. It's kind of impossible. Yeah. You can't. It's kind of like, and that's the system because you have to work the system. I'm not a politician, so I wouldn't know. But that's but, but what we know. do know is you have to work the system. And if we're wrong, politicians prove us wrong. Be good. I don't know what to tell hey you. Hey guys, be vote decent. for me in 2026. Yeah. I I would, dude. All right. I'll do you want to be like a local? You, do you want to yeah. be like a local yeah, yeah. city councilman? I will yeah, vote. For Easy. I'll let's put signs it. on lawns. Man, that's dude. so much work. Okay, <sighs> let's do it. Let's do it. Guys, Man. this is it. This is me starting my campaign. <laughs> if you guys want to vote for me, president. 
2020, I'm not old enough, but you <laughs> what, know, what platforms I think if we get the Kickstarter going on? right now, yeah. by the time I am old enough, yeah. we'll be good to go. Uh, key, uh, yeah, what are my pla- platforms? Yeah, what are your platforms? Everybody gets free healthcare. <laughs> oh, um, shit. You know what's so <laughs> Just funny? Like that? Everybody gets their own wall. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny is if this was five years ago, 10 years ago, when we asked you what's your platforms, you would have started with a joke. But because of how fucked up things are now, you're like, uh, everyone gets free healthcare. That was yeah. the first thing yeah, you went yeah. to. It was like, well, here's my here's a real thing. Second and it, one. And, it's, and I laugh. It's funny because yeah. it's never going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. That's what was funny. It'll happen. I'll make it happen, guys, <clears throat> when I'm president. When, when we're at the wake, I also loved how, I just loved how this whole movie isn't a straightforward narrative that it jumps around. Yeah. Because it forced me to pay attention and it was surprising. And when we're at the wake segment of the movie and Watanabe's already dead, they still went back to certain little moments where he's right. standing up to bullshit, where he stands up to the Yakuza. Which was wild. Which was awesome. And then the beautiful shot where it's like we kind of actually see his last moments maybe where or he's when at the, the cop park. comes in. Yeah, yeah when the right. Cop, hey, when we the found his hat. Yeah. His new hat that he got after his hat was stolen. Yeah. His new hat basically that assembles, or not assembles, I don't know what the fuck that means. Is a symbol for? A symbol for his uh, new life. Yeah. yeah. Aven- maybe, Avengers, yeah. a symbol yeah. of, uh, of American Avengers exceptionalism. <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that had, that's, I think that hat sort of represents like a rebirth. In a, in, a, in a way, because he gets it, the, it he made gets us laugh. Hat. Yeah, by just seeing the hat when businessmen walked into the office and they're like, oh, he's going to quit soon. He hasn't been in the office forever." And then with the camera pans and it's just a hat hanging there, mm-hmm. we laughed. We were excited. We're like, ha, 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 "Buddy, you don't know." And also, just even the hats, con- the hats white, the contrast mm-hmm. with the whole movie and just how it's mm-hmm. sort of this beacon of change. It's true. Yeah, the movie's life. black and white, so it's m- kind of dark. Man, it's a perfect black and white movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Kirk Kurosawa knows how to fucking use those shadows. I know, man. Oh, the boy. lighting is so good in this it's movie. brilliant so overall um i really 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 liked it you guys loved it do you feel like it deserves to be on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time i would say so Probably, i'm gonna yeah. say yeah on a list of 500 for you've sure seen it yeah. in every yeah movie yeah like any yeah. sad movie that's ever been made about someone who's dying you're gonna see this in it you're gonna see ikuru in it any it's, movie about a character who is another will smith movie seven pounds uh, you know, pursuit of happiness. These movies the seven were, were pounds is fictional, and that's hard. True. For me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's like the Martian is like, guys, he didn't really go to Mars. He didn't really eat yeah. a potato chip. <laughs> Poop. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But these films where characters like have these profound like changes in their lives, and they tr- they try to you know, it's like it's Ikaru now. That's what I'm yeah. gonna think of. It seems very influential because I think of I. You know, I couldn't help but to think of Parks and Recreation every time they said Parks and Recreation in that movie. Mm-hmm. True, uh, and I I, like, I, I see a lot of I see a lot of this movie in Shin Godzilla, uh, and any movie that has to deal with sort of bureaucracy and red tape and 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 even just the idea of taking responsibility for your life, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it pulls from this movie. Mm-hmm. When I watch this movie, it feels very familiar for me, and I feel like I have a lot of context for it already because of the movies that I've already seen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it definitely deserves to be on this list. Any Fair list. Fair enough. Chris, what other movie deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time? Okay, so Shin Godzilla is great. 
I love Shin Godzilla. Great. But you're going to go Matthew Broderick. Do you think it belong? <laughs> yeah, roll out Emmerich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like worms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, worm actually, I actually walked out of that movie when I was a kid. It was too <gasps> scary for you're me. Fu- oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I thought you were just like, a fucking bad at This is bullshit. <laughs> no, I was, like, I was like eight years old. I did not have that much agency God. in my life. I think, so I, was there with, I think I was there with my parents and I was like, this is too scary. Can I leave? Um, and they and I said watched. yes, and they stayed. Yeah, they're like we got to see how this. I think we, was, yeah. 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 No, we all left. We all left. Okay. Yeah, okay. That <laughs> go play so, arcade games. Yeah, that is so like, nice of them. I had a similar experience with Jurassic Park, which same. came out when I was five. Lost World for me. Too scary. Lost World mm-hmm. for you in '97. You were seven. Yeah. Wow. No, I was five. You were five. I'm 25. You were, you were born in '92. Cool. You're my sister's age. That's great. All right. All right. I think. I think. So I would say. I would say uh, <laughs> Shin Godzilla, I, I love, and I, yeah. I that, that I think that. Oh God! Now I'm thinking of all these movies I've is seen. That your recently. Favorite Have you seen movie? Raw? I haven't yet. No, is no. that the one with the cannibal? It's WWE. Yeah. I can't oh. do that. Yes. No. Uh, oh, it's not I haven't WWE. Seen it in years, I haven't seen you SmackDown what. yet, so I don't know if I can see Raw. God damn it! No. <laughs> okay. No, it's the cannibal movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, yet. You you like scary movies? I'm uh, that kind. <laughs> I don't know. I love the show <laughs> Hannibal. That's true. Oh, you love Raw. That's true. Would I? You should watch Ra. It's a it's a foreign it's a French foreign film. Mm-hmm. Does she cook the people? No, she no. She it's not up? like that. It's not a cannibal at all. I mean, it's Hannibal because it's cannibalism, but it's not Hannibal. Does she like bite people? Is there it, there's some of that. Okay. It's not terrible though. You'll I think you'd really okay. appreciate it. Okay, all right, we'll I'll check it out. Anyway, I, open to it. It's I'll close, it. but the movie that sticks out most to me is Spotlight. Have you guys seen Spotlight? Spotlight. Oh, really? You're going to pick Spotlight. Cool. I gonna, fucking I'm, love I'm gonna Spotlight. I'm going to put Spotlight. Whoa. I own Spotlight. I fucking love Spotlight. And I think that that movie is incredibly underrated. It's not as good underrated. as The Post, though. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it? That's the same writer, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. I think you can... It's just the tonal difference <laughs> yeah. is the main thing, I guess. It doesn't um, have any of that Spielberg happy... Weird. Wow. I think so. Spot- what is it about Spotlight? Spotlight. Deal. I remember crying in that movie. I watched it at the uh, Landmark Theater in on the West Side on Pico, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember it was. I remember everything about it because I was sitting in these ca- like this couch like seat. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that movie and just crying my eyes out because I basically I grew up Christian, but my family is very Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and to and to see the impact of the Catholic Church and how much they covered up as far as child mm-hmm. rape goes and child molestation mm-hmm. and how much the church how evil the fucking church is. This is the mm-hmm. second time um, the Catholic Church has come up this episode. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? It's all been me. I got it's some issues. Um, <laughs> deal. It's fucking. But it's I just, think it's Mexicans, man. That's it. To deal to sort of <laughs> in Boston. Yeah, Mexicans <laughs> in Boston, dude. Yeah. Even though it was happening, in in, even though it was happening in Boston. My, uh, I, like, just not to cut you off, no, Chris, yeah, yeah. but just to, inter- like, just to throw it in there. My family, my parents were also raised Catholic. Yeah. And then so they, my parents. They, they basically got out of there. But even me growing up, my mother would tell me about the Catholic Church and not a nice light. And it's this, horrible. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's horrible. And, and how sort of her life was affected. It's so. horrible. And I think that, you know, I have cousins who are Catholic and, you know, say that they're Catholic. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it seems very, very rough. But I, so, to, so for that movie to deal with that, first of all, is incredible. And I also think it's a very well done, mm-hmm. powerful movie. The more you watch the movie, the more things you pick up on. Mark Ruffalo, oh my God. I don't know why he didn't win One of the best. shit for that. One of the best. Uh, Michael Keaton, incredible. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that movie is fucking stellar. That was but it's like, not, 
I love how not flashy was that, at all. Yeah, yeah. was that before? That was like bef- giving you facts in the story. Yeah, yeah. That was before Birdman, wasn't it? No, no it was after was Birdman. After oh, Birdman. really? Yeah. I was gonna say it was like that two was years after Birdman. That was one of Keaton's big, but he'd already kind of come back with Birdman, yeah. and this was another yeah. like. People don't is, talk about Spotlight enough. I, I, I agreed. I honestly, people talk I, about Birdman. People talk about the founder. Right, but they don't talk about Keaton and Spotlight. Well, that's another. I, I like the founder. Founder. I liked whatever. it. Spotlight I liked it. is just like what mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Not necessarily red tape, but covering up bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like set it, push it aside, push it and, aside, and like Chris, like, like Chris is saying, the subject matter is like so tough. Yeah. I bet you that's part of the reason people are not it. It's constantly it's, talking about that film. It's gross, and be, and it. Inside the movie, people don't want to talk about it. Outside the movie, don't people don't want to talk about yeah. it? And that's kind of the point. Exactly. And I think that the way that that movie is done and how careful it is, how sensitive it is, and but also how just like aggressive it is and how aggressive spot that spotlight team was and dealing with the church and dealing with getting the truth out there and exposing the church and its lies is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen that movie maybe like five times since I've, I've, you know, since wow. the first time I watched it. That's a great pick, man. What yeah. year did it come out? Like 20, I think it, was, it came out in 2016, 16, yeah, 16. two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it won best Shit. picture 2016. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. So it maybe came out 2015 and then won in the 2016 Oscars or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And anyway. I, I, you know, I put it on there mostly for visibility. I don't, I, I think that there are a lot of other movies I could pick, like Raw. I think Raw is an incredible movie mm-hmm. um, that I would definitely put on there. What's uh, your you favorite like, of all time? Do you time? like journalism movies? Yeah. I do, yeah. Zodiac? Yeah. Oh, Zodiac I is incredible. So I fucking love, love Zodiac. Zodiac. Zodiac's on the list. I love okay. and that's impressive. All the President's Men. Yes, because I think both of those are on the, the list. The paper. The impressive thing about Zodiac is that it came out in 08, and this list was created in 2008, and okay. it's still ranked on that's the list. That's great. Yeah, and I think I think that's a very, very solid movie. Mark I like Ruffalo, Zodiac man. a lot. Yeah. Zodiac Ruffalo. might be Ruffalo. my favorite David Fincher movie. Me too. Me too. I do love Social Network, but I think Zodiac. Yeah. I could put that on. and just you can That movie, you can also start anywhere in it. Yeah. Because it's not really, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just more telling Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is not appreciated enough. Fucking love Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal. He's, he's a great actor. He he, people have started to point out how good he is from Nightcrawler. Well, Nightcrawler yeah. is when he, when, he, when he held have down Nightcrawler. Prisoners? No, dude, I oh. haven't. But that's... Uh, it seems really intense. Denis Villeneuve. It's so how do you say intense. his last name? Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner twenty four. Didn't he do yeah. another one called Enemy with that same guy? Have you seen that I, yes. one? I think, I think it he is did. David. That one I think that's like with the, he has a Denny, it, win. It's Villeneuve. Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, Paul I Dano. Have seen that. Paul Dano. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that Paul Dano. fucking great. Ugh. And what's the woman's name who's like the uh, Melissa Leo? Yeah, she's yeah. fucking great. Uh, I gotta watch Enemy. Paul Dano, yo. I'm so excited. That guy's directing Dune. I know. Is he? And Timothy Chalamet is gonna be Paul. Do I, the Adam, oh, Adam okay, cool. I, I'll finally have an excuse to read Dune. Yeah, and watch that movie. That's you guys will do that for your show. Yeah, yeah. It probably. was David uh, Villeneuve, Denise. Sorry, Denise Villeneuve yeah, for Denise, Prisoners. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you asked me about my favorite movie of all time. Favorite of all time, Chris. What is it? Well, hmm. fuck. That's tough. Uh, give me your top five. Top you can give five? us five. Yeah. Uh, that's even is it, is it the ones you just listed? Here's what I'm trying to get at. Or are you neglecting a bunch of childhood favorites? That you oh, childhood favorite. Okay, Nacho Libre is probably the top of that list. Thank Ooh, you. You both love Nacho Libre. Yeah, Nacho Libre one. is weird for me because it's a white man playing a Mexican character. Let's talk that's, about it. Uh, However, <laughs> I that's what's so interesting right now for me yeah. is both of you saying this about <laughs> I, this movie. I didn't. I didn't care when I watched it as a kid. I didn't care. It's so, so fucking so, funny. Why? Also, yeah. why, you love Jack Black. Why do we? First of all, I did come into that movie already with a pretty strong love for JB. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. But mm-hmm. secondly, let's talk about why. Is it a respect why, for the culture? Still, yes. I think the reason I 
as a Mexican guy, ex- like forgive or excuse or give a pass to yeah. a white actor playing a Mexican character is because to me, I think about it as I don't think this movie could have been made without the Jack right. Black star power and right. literally every other actor in the film is like a Mexican, Mexican right. actor. Shot like, in Mexico. Like shot in Mexico, like the extras, the backgrounds, the, you know. On location. And on location. And to give credit to Jack Black, he is doing a accent, an impression, a voice, a character that I'm like, the way he pronounces some of those lines, I'm like, that's pretty spot on. I'm like, that's, yeah. you know. He's just it's, throwing it some, it, like it's a Jack Black. He rides yes. a line between authentic, Authenticity, but you yes. can't really be authentic if you're white, as far as if right. you're trying to be a Mexican. And then, uh, you know, a caricature. Right. And he's yeah. not a caricature. Correct. And and so what I appreciate about that movie is that I love wrestling. I love you know lucha. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just he's it's funny. It's heartfelt. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's comfort food for me. I'll put it on. I'll yeah. just watch it. And yeah. so and it's 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 pretty sharp. And I think that I wanted I. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. You know, the Hesses, they did Nacho Libre as well. And so when I came into Nacho Libre, I was like, I'm going to love this movie. And I mm-hmm. did. And it was, it was a very pretty much surprise. the opening credits. And plus the themes of like, it's similar to Kung Fu Panda where it's like, it's this chubby kid who wants to be good at this thing that is like difficult for him to be good at. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that stuff. It's about like wanting to, to be in your art and the world around you is like, hey, you can't do that because he lives in a convent and he's like, a, you know, he's like, it it's is against the devil. It says in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor. Like that thing. <laughs> Thing. Like, <laughs> right, I right, love right. that idea. Um, and, and ultimately, the movie got an approval from me when my mom watched it with me. And my mom loved the line talking about subtlety, talking about authenticity when Jack Black isn't a caricature, but a character. When he's like, he's like, you know, Esqueleto, I'm worried about your salvation and stuff. <laughs> and my mom like was laughing. And then he grabs his head and dunks him in the yeah. water and like, you know, baptizes Perfect. him like, <laughs> like my mom that's like her favorite part when, yeah. when she sees that little spark of i'm worried about your salvation and stuff i want to talk about your salvation and dunks his head so it's so weird how much i'm okay with yeah and i think of that movie as like being mexican even though jared hess is from like utah like is yeah he from like salt lake super city white yeah i think they're mormon I think they used to be yeah. mormon, or mormon. <laughs> uh, so yeah nacho libre is up there i think uh Nacho, yeah, Nacho Libre is a big one for me. Jack Black is still at this point my number one pick for a live action Mario movie. Ooh, because of his willingness to portray the character of Nacho of Ignacio. Right, I'm like, you give him an Italian. Oh yeah, car- for caricature sure. He's even closer to and, that, and, and it will Mexican, be yeah. yeah, and it will be. And I want a, like, him doing mustache work character. so bad. Yes, and it'll be, I miss that yeah. Nacho Libre mustache. Yeah, right. <laughs> his face with that double like mustache. It, it won't just be an actor going. Okay, let's go. Like Jack Black will make it a guy. Like he'll make yeah. Mario like a guy. It'll, yeah, you'll so have an actual. He's, character. He'll still have like an Italian accent, but he'll be like funny and charming and like you know athletic. That's Mario. Um. I want it now. I'm like I'm concerned about this list. So top five: Nacho Libre. Number two: Pacific Rim. Whoa, really? I'll say Pacific Rim <laughs> is everything. I I, did, I I tell everyone this as soon as I tell them I love Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Is everything I've wanted since I was a kid. Got it. Big monsters fighting robots, directed by a Mexican, and that, with a boat. Yeah, with, fair. Yeah, yeah fair. and uh, so I fucking love that movie. Pacific Rim Two is garbage. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so bad. Uh, that, like I have mixed feelings about Pacific Rim, but the fight scene in the middle in the rain. Ooh is to me the highlight of the film and is one of the best sequences in like action cinema like it's so good so and it's in good. the rain it's harder to do that movie does feel fucking huge yeah. at all times yep. mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh okay 
That's two. Number three. I will say Raw is up there for okay. sure. Because really? I saw Raw. That's recent? I, yeah, I saw Raw Beyond Fest going into it knowing nothing about it. Nice. And just the whole experience of that movie watching it with a crowd who had never seen it before was incredible. Something cool. I'll never forget. Number um, four. The Big Short. The Big Short. Adam McKay. Dang. You, man, oh, man, the Big Short is so get, fucking good. I always get Spotlight and the Big Short confused. Because like, it came out in similar okay, times. Yeah. Okay, okay. I saw them at the Which same theater the within funny like two one? months. Yeah, <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we got the Big Short. Big Short. The Big Short. Because my parents <laughs> bought a cabin, bought a house oh. in 2008. And almost never recovered. <sighs> they thank God that they did. But yeah. that movie, so that movie has sort of like a yeah. profound impact on me. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with me, but it's the other guys in the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> Which what, what are the end credits? Just of that? The end credits just talks yeah. about the financial crisis yeah. for oh, some reason in the other right. guys. It does because it was the movie that came out, or one of the ones that came out before. It, he did Adam the big McKay short. did it's right Adam, before the big it's short. Adam yeah. McKay like getting his shit out. Like exactly. I want, I need to talk about this. Now Secession is out. Number five. You should watch Secession, Chris. It, the session secession secession it's adam mckay's new show on oh, hbo okay and it's just like, i think he's brilliant is I it think about so the economy kind of cool but it's just about like asshole rich people uh, but oh, but it's adam yeah. mckay just yeah. fucking ripping them apart yeah. basically. okay I'm a, okay i have three for five for five okay go. But they could go anywhere in this list chef fellowship of the ring Ooh, chef is chef. great okay man i could watch him make that pasta dish every Ooh, day of good. the week chef is so good, good. chef is so so good hellboy Okay, the one or two, one. the first one. Are okay. you pumped first for the first one, okay. one still? Uh, yeah, Are you I'm a loyalist? For, I'm a loyalist. But you're still pumped I'm mostly for the a Guillermo one. loyalist. For but sure. Anything that one? Guillermo does, I'm, I'm in for. For sure. But you're still excited about New Hellboy. Yeah, I'm excited about New yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, cool. uh, and, the, and then Blade 2. <laughs> so Guillermo, the apologist. Man, yeah. wow. We already have Blade on the list. First one. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry, it's not GDT, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Blade 2, I think, is incredible. I like Shape of Water. I don't think it's his best film. Yeah, agreed. I... What's will, his best film? His best film is probably Pants. Thank you. Yeah. Probably, definitely. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, Devil's Backbone's a very, 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 very mm-hmm. close. Aren't second. you going to get that mm-hmm. trilogy, Hector? Yeah, I think it's a Criterion thing. It is. is. That Kronos. Kronos. I have a Kronos tattoo. No shit. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't love Kronos. It's, it's of the gold scarab. But I haven't yeah. seen it. Ron oh, Perlman speaks Spanish in it throughout, and it's amazing. Like yeah. Ron Perlman speaking Spanish is better than Jack Black, better than Will Ferrell speaking spanish in uh that casa movie de he mi did. Padre. Casa de mi padre yeah the, i didn't the, see that novella. it's okay one time yeah. uh and it, it's it it you run through the gimmick pretty quick but um it's okay it's worth watching one time but it's not great i didn't love did you see casa de mi padre i didn't bother with it I was you didn't bother with not it really i don't know that's an adam mckay production i i know i Gary just Sanchez. i think it was younger when it came out so i never really okay. like, stuck All with right. it yeah like, i don't right. know what it is give it a shot is it like uh i'll tell you exactly what it is gael bernal yes yeah and a bunch of great Mexican actors, Arcaio, and it is yeah. it is Will Ferrell attempting to speak Spanish all the way through. Uh, at one point, he's like, "I don't speak English." Like he has like one or two sentences, but it is instead of you remember when Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did a fake Lifetime movie? Yeah. Is it like that? But they basically played it straight. They played it like pretty straightforward throughout. Like, and people were like confused. It's like this isn't a comedy because the joke is that they're just basically trying to do it for real. Casa de mi padre is a telenovela. It oh, is a okay. telenovela from the 80s or like the 70s. Length. Yeah, it's just an hour and a half like telenovela where they're kind of just trying to do it straightforward. And some of the humor is like Will Ferrell's a tall, older white guy, mm-hmm. and he's got like a 25 year old, you know, love interest who's like this gorgeous, like, you know, Mexican woman. So, so that's where some of the humor is. And because you know who Will Ferrell is, to see him sing in Spanish 
you know, vivo mi vida en la tierra, <laughs> la tierra es lo que soy, That's soy un ranchero, it's crazy. y no yeah. sé nada. Like, yeah. And he sings better Spanish than I do. So it's, it's and, and to know the process of, he was fed each line in Spanish before, you know, as yeah. we're filming, and then he says it, like, so it's, it's definitely worth watching one time, but it does not have the heart that Nacho Libre does. Oh, yeah. To where Mexicans are going to keep fighting, mm-hmm. like, like res- def- defending that movie, so... Yeah. All right. So you got a lot of Guillermo on there. Yeah. I love Guillermo. Yeah. I mean, right. Harry Potter, Prince of Azkaban. Cool. We yeah. yes. talked about Catherine. Yes, we did. Very good podcast. Alfonso. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, right I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Man, Guillermo's great. And I love about half of his stuff and the other half of his stuff. I'm like, this is still great. Go, just go, it's man. It's all yeah. super going. fun. It's, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I like uh, Crimson Peak well, is probably my least favorite. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. say it's fun as much as Crimson it's just Peak. like, yeah, Crimson Peak is my least one. favorite. It's, it's fun if you like gorgeous set design and costumes and stuff. Like, that's what's cool about that movie. And but, incest. And yeah, he should have gone oh, harder. Dude, you guys didn't tell me that part. He should have gone harder. <laughs> On or the incest? Or he should have left it alone because yeah. because he didn't guillermo, really commit to it here's a deal even though guillermo makes rated r you know fantasies for adults they're still pretty much like in the pg-13 world i feel like like it's only the I'll give you an example we didn't see the fish dick in shape of water you know what i'm saying we like should have should i agree we man i, I agree. wish so why, did, why not go all the way i think that yeah he should most of Crimson i wanted Peak is i wanted the PG-13. little slides to open yeah and just yeah, man. Or have it look like have it like have that's it like a, that's just how it sounds. Or like it plops out and it looks like a squid, like a squid body. Right. Like it a like weird... has a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. It's like up next to his head. Mm-hmm. Looks like God a crack, crack and beak. You open it up. Yeah, we like, never really that? found out where it was. We just know what it. Yeah. You know, yeah, we just he just sort it of mimed what, what it looked like. What if that exactly. was? What if that was on the butt? What if that was on like his yeah. shoulder blade or something? That'd be tight. We don't know. I He's hope. a god, maybe. He, he is. is a god. Or that, he for sure is a god. Fish man. I think I, I like that movie a lot. I don't think it's its greatest movie. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it should have won Best Picture. Oh, no, it shouldn't have, but the Academy played it safe With and the fish picked that movie. instead of picking Three Billboards over Get Out. That was what they wanted to avoid. They're like, we cannot pick the movie starring this white cast talking about how they fixed racism when this black By cast about dude. racism, right. correct, was nominated. <laughs> uh, we are scared. So they picked the fish fucking movie to play it safe. Which is cool. Look, By a Mexican director. I, so they also are like, hey. Yep, I'm hey, happy about that. Diversity. You know, if you're, we're celebrating our culture and yeah. diversity, that's that's great. I'm all for that. <laughs> but let's not, you know, mm-hmm. take it easy. Don't beat Get out should have won. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And Guillermo should have won for Pan's Labyrinth whenever that was nominated. He didn't win for Pan's Labyrinth. I thought he won. Best Picture? He won Best Director? He won Best Director, I think. He won something He didn't win Best Picture, though. Well, guys, he should have won Best Picture. I don't know what it was. He won Best Director for A Ship of Water, right? Let me see. He should have won that one. No, I think think that one was deserved. Jordan Peele won Best Director over, right? No, no, he didn't. Best Adapted. Best Screenplay. Oh, he only got Screenplay. Who won Best Director? I think it was Guillermo. Guillermo. Did, oh yeah, yeah, he I gave a beautiful Guillermo. script. Oh my speech. god, I am go. I normally, I normally don't do this, but I'm going straight to the. Uh, what year is that? 2012. Reception. Labyrinth? No, it was earlier. It was like 2006. Oh Damn. My god. Yeah, it was 06, and I'm looking at um, the Observer says it was the best film of 2006. Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert reviewed the film after a surgery and put it on his great movies list in 2007. Uh, he put number. He put Pan's Labyrinth in at number one. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go to. Here we go. Awards. Academy Awards. It won for best cinematography, best production design, best makeup. It was nominated for best original score, best original screenplay, and best foreign language film nominated. Really? Yeah, That's I guess bullshit. because Shape of Water is in English, it should have won best foreign language film 
Let me see it what it was. Should have won everything. That yeah. movie's incredible. Let me see what won. What could it have possibly instead. been up against? Yeah, who did it lose to? I want to know Let's that. Find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. What happened in 2006? So I'm trying to go Nothing. to right now. Oh my God, why can't I? Come on, dude. Just it's find not, it. Find it on the internet. Okay, I'll find it. Watch. One I'll find d- it. I'll find it. Uh, AcademyAwards2006.com. Uh, okay, I'm just looking through the on. magazine for one and I cannot find one. This it. is interesting podcasting. Okay. So I'm trying to go to, what year am I trying to go to? This was 2006. Lords of Dogtown was 2005. <laughs> 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 I like Lords of Dogtown. Men in Black is on here. Lords of Dogtown is ranked higher than this movie, though. That, no, that, yeah, that's, that's not, insane. That's not right. Lords of Dogtown doesn't belong on the 500 greatest films of all time. Sorry, are we jumping into that one already? Oh God, Who do we have on board to watch Lords of Dogtown? Do we know any skaters? Get Kelly. <laughs> to watch Lords of Dogtown? Yeah. Okay. Kelly likes skateboards. <laughs> 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 no, I think Kelly would probably enjoy that. Okay. okay. Shout out to Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. I you don't better be listening. To Let's see what I got. I She's think... booked to be on the Born Supremacy episode. Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, come on, you got to pick a movie. And she's Just pick like, one. Uh, I've only seen this one. That was that was a good strategy to go around Catherine's party and just asking people to be on your podcast. It was, Everyone uh, was down. It was the last Meltdown party. Oh. Or Nerd Melt party. Oh, the one you approached me at was Catherine's bonfire party. Oh, okay. Party. Okay. That one too. I doubled up. I hit up okay. two parties. I'm a real piece of shit. No, you're go. fine. Okay, Here we good. go. I'm going to tell you, Pan's Labyrinth was nominated for Mexico yes. against Water, a film yes. from Canada, Days of Glory. A film from No, I want to know it was Algeria. up for Best Picture that year. I will tell you. After the Wedding from Denmark, and then the winner was The Lives of Others from Germany. Mm, I don't oh recall. My God. Pan's Labyrinth should have won that. You want to know what Best Picture was? Yeah. Some bullshit. Uh, Some I'm gonna bullshit. Tell you, I bet it was bullshit. I'm going to tell you what was nominated, and you're going to tell me what you think won. Oh, okay? this is fun. This I'm going to know. Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, <sighs> The Departed, Babel, or The Queen. I'm going to say Departed. Yeah, I am too. It is That's the correct. The Departed one. That's the and Scorsese, Scorsese one, finally one got for, it. One for That's best why director. they gave it to him. That's Against, why they fucking gave it yeah. to him. Well, to, he didn't even get nominated, off. but still. I, uh, I, I recently just watched Departed and Gangs of New York in mm. one week. Mm. Like in the same Gangs week. of New York is too much for me. It's, it's weird. a lot. It's Those movies too are a lot. John C. Riley's not funny in it, so I don't like that movie. Exactly. And that, Liam, Neeson, that was strange. Liam Neeson mm-hmm. dies way too soon. Yeah. Yeah, both those movies are, um, they seem very heavy handed to me. Yeah. yeah. And long winded. Yeah. Even though Daniel Day Lewis is fucking incredible. It's he a, is. It's a fun game to play. Is what is, the Butcher is terrifying. What is a specific yeah. director's best film, best work? Guillermo, you can make an argument for Pan's Labyrinth. I think that if you are. When Shape of Water came out, I really was in love with it. I was really enamored by it. I think I can make an argument that that is, in some ways, his best movie. Mm-hmm. His tech, like he is just on his game for for Shape of Water, but same it with does Pan's not have this. It doesn't have the same impact as Pan's Labyrinth for sure. What's Scorsese's best movie? Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, uh, Goodfellas. I've not seen enough. Of I, I mean, would I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably Goodfellas, right? Um, yeah, it's gotta be. maybe or Raging Bull. People fucking mm. love Raging Bull. People say that's the best movie of all time. We're just in agreement. It's nothing it past two thousand. Like it's not. No, it's not the Aviator. Yeah, it's not. It's huh, not it's, Wolf of Wall Street. No, it's not Hugo. Fuck Wolf of Wall Street. I yeah. do Fuck not like Wolf that movie. Wolf of Wall Street. No, I, I haven't seen it yet. Man, his don't whole like to. glorifying the life of bullshit until the very last fifteen minutes that's where yeah, it all goes to just, shit. It's it's just garbage. That's good. That's the same thing with Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a bunch. Ever of since casino. I can remember, I wanted to be a good fella. I hate 
<laughs> Who's doing the voice? Ray Liotta. That is the uh, that's the pigeon from Animaniacs. Is the voice I just did? Is it also yeah. the guy who's the voice in the Sandlot too? Yeah. No. Who does that? Ever voice? since I could remember, I wanted to be in the Sandlot. Yes, yeah, the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, same movie. All right, guys. Well, we should probably wrap it up because it's a super late night. We had a great time talking about Ikuru. Keller has to go to work early in the morning. I got to go to work early in the morning. Chris, I don't know what the fuck you do. Yeah, I uh, I have to go to work early. In okay, the great. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> we all have to go to work early okay. in the morning. Good morning. Uh, next week, Chris. Yeah, what do we have next week, Keller? Next week, we is it is it what I think it is? Yes, it is. I'll tell you what it is right now. You want to know? Do you want to say it? Just say it. Yes, but nineteen eighty nine for sure though. Batman. That's Tim Burton's Batman. Don't watch Batman the movie from 1966. Watch that watch too, guys. You have to watch every one of them. <laughs> 1989. Just we only have to watch that. The one. first one. Batman. That's Tim Burton. Great. It is available to stream on Vudu ah. if you have it. But you watch it. It says here with ads, so it'll play there. Um, it, I think it just got taken down from DC Universe. Sorry. Uh, we have also, it on Blu-ray. Yeah, but just, you, you cannot should, watch it. You should own it on Blu-ray because it's fucking Batman. Everybody. Great movie. Everybody's seen Batman, um, and you can I don't rent like it, it on. Very much. On YouTube, <gasps> and I'm sure Amazon and whatever else. It's going to be fun to watch now that we're in the era of superhero movies that we're in. So it's that's so be fun. goddamn slow. And our guest is going to be Miss Danny Fernandez. Danny Fernandez, the one and only. She's going to be here. So that's going to be a blast. So go watch that. Come back to this a week from now. Chris, this was a pleasure, man. We're going to have to have you come Thanks, back. Man. Yeah, I want to. You're incredibly Please. smart at movies. Oh. As, You're so smart as, at movies. As uh, you were talking, I turned to Keller and I was like, dang, man, he's real smart. You did say no, that. Not you me. did say that. Mm-hmm. You are. <laughs> yes, you. You are. Could be Thanks, bashful. Guys. Chris, where can people find you and your stuff online? Oh, uh, yeah. Protein Press. Oh, yeah. So I run a zine uh, publisher called Protein Press. So you can find us at proteinbooks.com. We make zines um, that are socially focused, but we also make comics and stuff. Uh, catch awesome. us at ZineFest. Yeah. Uh, I, my Twitter handle is ProteinChris. If you feel like following that, spell my name with a K. And my Instagram is ProteinChris. Uh, yeah, that's that's where that's where you can find me. Add me on Facebook if you like, maybe. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. We're gonna have to check that out. Yes, that's really great. This is really do comfortable to do. Yeah, Man, you look so fucking right? cool too. <laughs> put your good. I I like you know Swap I've done hands, put I've your, done, I've done for po- the audience. Done, Hector, yeah. people keep Hector put his tested out his arm resting on the <laughs> mic stand. <laughs> and uh, now Chris is giving it another go. He's, I've done podcasts where they want me to keep the, the the hold the mic. Hold no, they want me to put the keep the mic on. Oh yeah, in we don't the stand. Care. Oh, you see, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, We're doing yeah, this yeah. At our kitchen so, table. So suck it, Aristotle. I, I can hold it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Aristotle, co-founder of Protein Press. No, oh yeah, no. co-founder of Protein Press. Aristotle, yeah. the philosopher. Relax, buddy. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, yeah. dude. Come on, man. I know you're super smart and know a bunch of Greek Whatever. shit. But yeah, use an abacus, on, why don't you? Yeah. You didn't have microphones. Just do you like, care? Just like Toyo did in this movie. She used abacus and then she quit. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, and she made a funny joke. Guys, go. Oh, that, well, let's talk about that comics, that, that strip, though, real quick. Oh. With it, that sort of like is the premise of that movie. When, she, when, when she's reading that comic strip and everyone's like, well, read it to us because she's laughing oh, so hard. Yeah, yeah. And the comic strip is basically... Uh, is uh, they're talking to their boss. Hey, boss, why don't you take a vacation? You you know you deserve one. Um, and the boss goes, "Well, I think you'd all realize how much you don't need me." Yeah. And I thought that was super poignant. Yeah. yeah and super funny. That's the whole theme of yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. We don't need anybody. Everybody, just mobilize, make change on your own, and for the love of God, vote in November 
and let's flip some shit. I guess we're we're, yeah. we're trying to we're trying to f- tables if anything flip the house and you know and and help people and um go watch Batman and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. Thanks again, man. Yeah, Cheers, thank you Chris. guys. Thank you so much. I loved it. You will have your glory day in the hot sun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle eggs were a lie, <laughs> Stephen. There you go. A lie. Why have you not been baptized? <laughs> Why have you not been baptized? <laughs> go. Read some books. Go play. <laughs> They're just ninos trying to release their wiggles. I could go on. Okay, yeah, we're going to stop. Yeah, we all could. Yep. Let's start Good from night. the beginning. Bye. Take Bye. them on the top.